Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Hi, I'm Moon Unit Zappa, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcasts. History in Five Songs with host Martin Popoff, a production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Yes, indeed. Martin Popoff here. Welcome back again to another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this vast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast Network of Music Swamis. Uh, we're available on Spotify, iTunes, and over 40 other podcast platforms anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, this is episode 157. I'm calling this Solo Albums from Drummers. Uh, took a long look at uh, at what drummers have been up to for solo albums and wanted to spotlight some of the high points. I thought of maybe doing a worst of and a best of, but I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, and in, in fact, I think I'm going to just kind of mention everything here. Uh, to make these episodes rich, I like to just kind of exhaust uh, everything in one episode. Um, so yeah, this is all stuff I basically really appreciate in terms of solo albums from drummers. Pretty easy concept. We have lots to talk about though, so let's get right into our first selection. This is Clark Kent with Away From Home.
All right, so this is none other than Stuart Copeland as a pseudonym. Uh, and I loved this album he put out. He started out with a couple of singles in 78, right when the police were, were getting big. And essentially, uh, that sort of morphed into, there were videos, uh, it morphed into a short album, uh, you know, some call it an EP album, it had eight songs on it, but great singing, uh, great kind of like comedic, goofy, very catchy stuff. Uh, In the videos, I think Andy Summers and Sting showed up and they were all in masks or whatever. So he had kind of a minor hit with this stuff. But the short album came out right when Zenyatta Mondata was coming out, but Essentially, what I love about this situation is it's Stuart Copeland doing that great Stuart Copeland drumming, but he's also writing the songs. He's got that that great sort of Dennis the Menace voice that you get uh, with him in The Police. Of course, Sting's their main singer, but Andy Summers did some singing too. Um, but yeah, just a, a super talented guy. Almost goes over my head, uh, essentially. I mean, he's he's a real smarty pants kind of guy, right? He, he eventually came out with The Rhythmatist, and, and, and he's done all sorts sorts of very highly musical stuff and or- orchestration and and uh you know operated in a lot of different fields but the Clark Kent album I had that immediately uh what what does it say here just uh let's see the police just released Senyata Mondata were at the peak of their success and such a uh it, it got a lot of media attention widely assumed that this was Copeland working under pseudonym Copeland initially denied being Clark Kent stating that Cl- uh, Kent was just a friend that he helped to make the album in an interview on Australian TV in 81 he stated that Kent was a young Hungarian ballet instructor trained by the CIA um, but yeah really really entertaining album hard to get I notice um, it's not on Spotify which is kind of interesting it, it did come out on AM. I remember I had my Canadian copy uh, but yeah I looked at the UK on Discogs and it's pretty cool it's got it's got the AM logo but it's done in green I think it was green vinyl too uh, but just a really cool uh, you know mischievous little pseudonym thing from a very very talented drummer doing a solo album it's not quite an album, like I say. The Rhythmatist is an album, and he does has lots of stuff uh, later on as well. Um, but yeah, Stuart Copeland on lead and backing vocals, drums, guitar, bass, piano, typewriter, and kazoo. Uh, in 1995, there was a CD. Uh, I'd like to have that, actually. It'd be kind of cool. Called uh, Collected Works, uh, where it's, it's, it's all that early stuff, plus a bunch of other things. I, I guess he had some singles that were not on the EP as well, and then there's some later uh, stuff put in there as well but yeah so he's our first solo albums from drummers uh candidate here uh, like i say all these people are included on this list of my five because they're because they're super creative guys and uh that's what i wanted to celebrate with this episode all right let's move on to track number two take a listen to this this is jerry gaskell with sandy Okay, so this is Jerry Gaskell from King's X. Um, you know, he's only done two solo albums, but still, it's really cool that they're they're good albums. He drums, he writes the lyrics, he's in on the writing of the of the music as well, and he is uh, he is the lead singer. He's a he's a great lead singer. Uh, basically, he's better on the second album than the first album. The first album. 
is uh from from when is it back in 2004ish yeah anyways long time ago uh this is from love and scars 2015 so not that long ago um yeah lead vocals and drums one cool thing on here the the top guest at the list of guests is uh is our ko-fi contributor and contrarians patreon subscriber and panelist sometimes andy black sugar so really cool on lead guitars uh andy's prolific solo career as well kmfdm blondie um, but yeah his credit leads uh he reads lead guitar soundscapes and noises on all songs except goodbye song earl slick is on this album as well um yeah all songs written by jerry gaskell and d.a carcos um i looked up d.a carcos's site i don't know him very well but he says uh he says vocalist songwriter producer guitarist bassist and self-contained recording entity sharpened his chops on nyc's unforgiving rock scene in the in the oddies and late 90s as lead singer rhythm guitarist for the bands one and bully um but he's not the guy we're celebrating here we are celebrating jerry gaskell as a very talented uh drummer who can also sing and write and he's right in there uh, very prolific in King's X uh, doing this as well um, he had some health scares with his heart I believe it was a little while ago that was not great um, but yeah so King's X has never had uh, any changes in their lineup they're essentially those three guys uh, three very very important guys in that band Ty Tabor and Doug Pinnock uh, in there as well and so Jerry's all over those records of course and he's uh, contributing on on lots of side projects as well working with those guys and uh and uh another reason to celebrate jerry is there's a new king's x album around the corner um there's a new single called let it rain i believe it's called really cool track uh, good recording on it too and and actually a little different which is kind of neat to see but there you go another super creative uh drummer here worth celebrating in episode 157 solo albums from drummers all right this episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. Better help is customized online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to it's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about it's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset and special offer to history and five songs with martin popoff listeners you can get 10 percent off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash five songs that's better h-e-l-p.com slash five songs thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode all right let's move on to our third selection here take a listen to this this is roger taylor with airheads All right. 
right. right. We're really stepping it up here. Roger Taylor with uh, with Queen. This is from Fun in Space, April 6, 1981. It's his first uh, solo album. So we're in that sort of a hot space, um, uh, the game hot space, uh, moving into the works uh, sort of period. Uh, you know, this is a pretty good heavy one with some Queenisms to it, but the whole album is absolutely fun in space. It is really, really interesting. Um, and he does a lot of really cool things. But super creative guy uh, obviously uh his drumming is really cool as well he has a lot of cool drum ideas and he gets a lot of cool drum sounds so we love that about roger he's a songwriter in queen he's a singer in queen so he's a, he's this great vocalist in the band as well so i really wanted to pick him here um roger taylor drums percussion lead and backing vocals guitars bass guitar and keyboards on this album so that's what i love about him as well he's just super talented he backs it up with a lot of talent uh, David Richards uh, engineers that album and he does approximately 50% of the keyboards as the credits read but he did Fun in Space then he did Strange Frontier those two kind of go together as uh, as those uh, you know kind of well received well regarded interesting action packed light fun albums that uh, at, that Roger put out as solo albums he has Happiness question mark in 94 Electric Fire in 98 Fun on Earth 2013 Outsider 2021 so he just recently did a solo album kind of went under the radar but, but really kind of cool um, some mellowness some heaviness and he does some um, you know it's not always all about the drums uh, and just that great voice uh, that you get out of Roger uh, I've got this big massive box set of his as well that that takes in everything he's ever Ever done which is which is really cool uh but yeah i i definitely again this is celebrating those drummers that are so creative so roger taylor here he is he's essentially being uh you know more or less a stuart copeland who was our yeah jerry and uh, J- jerry gaskell well jerry gaskell is actually you know of a lower level that you get uh um you know stuart copeland and roger taylor are uh in, in terms of the the variety of things they do and the prolificness, um, they're they they really step it up here. And and again, we're gonna as we move on here, we're gonna step it up as well. Um, so take a listen to our fourth track. Here we go. This is Bruford with "Back to the Beginning." Right, so this is from uh, Feels Good to Me, 1978. Uh, we've got Bill Bruford on drums and percussion. Uh, Alan and percussion is a very important thing with Bill. Alan Holdsworth, electric guitar. Dave Stewart, keyboards. Jeff Berlin on bass. Um, yeah, so this is this is really Bill Bruford as this band Bruford showing us a lot of Jeff Berlin, which is really cool. Jeff Berlin and Bill Bruford go together so well, as does Alan Holdsworth. What a team those guys are! Um, all together, they just they just create this amazing sound but Bill Bruford to me reminds me not not of a Roger Taylor but he reminds me of a Stuart Copeland in terms of uh number one being a great drummer with his own sound and that's a really cool thing to have but he's also a guy who's like too smart for me he goes over my head right he's he's like a really sophisticated muso so he starts off with these these Bruford albums and I really love the second one as well one of a kind it's got that opening song Hell's Bells which is uh which is an instrumental but you know so so the first album as you know I wanted to play something 
for you with vocals. I wish there were vocals on all his albums. They probably would have been some of the great prog albums of all time, but they're kind of fusion-y as well, of course. Um, but what I like about, uh, as you move into the third one, Gradually Going Tornado, you get vocals by Jeff Berlin on about half of it. Um, so it's kind of cool that way. And, you know, Bill, of course, is writing and all that. So so what I appreciate most out of Bill Bruford is the early stuff because later on he does, he he gets more jazzy and more fusiony and more light music and world musicy. I guess I guess you would say more he's a jazz guy when you get up into the earthwork stuff but he gets very very prolific uh, later on in life which I totally admire but I'm just not that particularly into and uh, if you know anything about me you know I don't have a lot of patience for instrumental music I do want to hear lyrics uh i i thought though it was it's kind of interesting i think that this gradually going tornado album almost reminds me we did an episode earlier called shadow albums and to me this is almost the shadow album of the first uk album which i consider one of the great prog albums of all time it's it's one of the great prog supergroup albums of all time but the interesting thing about that album the UK album was Bill Bruford, drums and percussion, John Wetton on bass lead and backing vocals, so it's not Jeff Berlin, uh, and it's Eddie Jobson, super important guy in there on keyboards, electric violin, and electronics, but it is Alan Holdsworth, so so you do have you do have Alan Holdsworth coming into the band from this Bruford situation, so when you get Alan Holdsworth and Bill Bruford together, you do kind of get this interesting shadow album feel, I think. Um, to these, uh, you know, this this trio of interesting early uh, Bruford albums. Um, so yeah, one, wanted to pick him. Uh, funny story for you, I suppose. I with this fourth slot, I had it was a bit of a war between two diametrically opposed drummers, uh, Bill Bruford, who won out, but I almost went with Phil Rudd. <laughs> Believe it or not, Phil Rudd. Um, I have fond memories of getting to interview him when he put out that Head Job album, 2016. And I wanted to put him in here almost because it's kind of it was kind of a, a weird out there thing seeing Phil Rudd, you know, this troubled guy. You know, he went through that whole thing. Uh, you know, did he hire a hitman to kill somebody? Did he, you know, the drug charges, all that stuff. Um, he he had a bit of a crazy period in his life there. But it's kind of cool to see him come together for a solo album. And the neat thing about Head Job, surprise, surprise, it's a really good album. Uh, I really like it a lot. He produces the album, he drums on the album, and he drums. It, the neat thing about it is you can hear him drum a little bit more busier and, and kind of different kind of beats uh, than you get on ACDC, but you can hear it is Phil Rudd. And a funny thing is I thought, okay, well, I, I you know, if I'm going to include him, I, I better check uh, if he does singing on this. And I'm looking all over the internet and thinking, uh, where can I find out? It's kind of vague on what he's doing for vocals and stuff. And then I go, I know, I'll check my own interview with him. Uh, so I did that. And I did ask him that, and uh, and unfortunately, he said. Uh, so it's so it's three guys in the band. The songs are written by Badger, Martin, and Rudd. Uh, mostly, but the vocals on the credits say Alan Badger and Phil Rudd, uh, producer Phil Rudd. Like I say, that was kind of a cool thing. Um, but I asked him, and he said, just on a few BVs, I didn't sing on any of the main vocals. I write a lot of the words with Badge, so there was there was one reason to put him in. Uh, and a lot of it is my story, and at the end of the day, Phil Rudd is a more marketable name than Johnny and the Jackknives, so we had to deal with that. And, you know, use my history as sort of a bit of a leg up, you know? It was a bit of a... It's a bit of a tough interview. He had a really heavy accent and he was seemed a little disjointed and hard to understand and the phone line wasn't great. It was a challenge talking to him. I didn't enjoy it. Um but uh but I it, you know 
eventually I disqualified him because I wanted a to talk about drummers who really contributed in this idea of making their own solo albums um, and then B uh, because the lead vocals you know frankly I, w I was playing it before I went and looked at my own interview I was playing it and going boy that really sounds like Phil Rudd you know singing that lead vocal but it turns out it, out it wasn't but what I like about this album it's not really like an ACDC album, but it is like an Angel City or Angels album. I thought it had some really good, uh, you know, down and dirty ACDC sort of uh, vibes on it, or, or Australian vibes on it, but those vibes are more of an Angel City, Doc Neeson sort of vibe. You can, you can definitely hear, you can definitely hear that there's some life that has been lived by this guy, and uh, and I really like the melodies on it. I, I thought it had... It was just a good kind of barroom rocking album that had a real good Angels slash Angel City vibe to it. So that's why I almost went with it. So yeah, there's two very, very different guys and drummers and careers and discography, discographies for you in Bill Bruford and Phil Rudd. Uh, okay, let's move on to our fifth selection. Take a listen to this. This is Bill Ward with Ashes. We shall all be dead. Shall be death. And the human head that's being burned for spite becomes a landscape crowned with ashes. Lips are stitched upon a hand made all of black and pins. The pierce beyond the sorrow kicking back before it crashes. Okay, so Bill Ward, uh, now I can let the cat out of the bag as well, and I'm going to go back to entry four. I almost, almost, almost went with Bill Ward as entry four and five, uh, which would have been breaking a rule uh, for, you know, I don't think I've ever doubled up on anybody for, uh, well, actually, yeah, I've had episodes that had to do that, but across 150 episodes, 156 previous episodes uh, I didn't really feel I almost felt like there was an honor I had to give Bill and I was going to pick another Bill Ward track as, as track number 4 and why am I telling you all this I went through Accountable Beasts again his 2015 album so this would be his third full length solo album I went through it again, and this is an absolute masterpiece of an album. It's a masterwork of an album. It's the greatest album of 2015. It's probably one of the greatest albums of the, of the 2000s. And I know I'm a little bit in a, um, you know, that's an odd thing to say about an obscure album, but even, even Bill Ward-friendly fans or Sabbath fans or whatever, people who love classic rock fans who go play that album, a lot of them aren't going to agree with me on that, um, but I was just going through this record and I just could not believe how masterful it is. I've said this up and down, left and right. Um, you know, he is one of the great songwriting, lyrics, singing even, arranging geniuses of all rock that we never really got to see much from. But we did get to see a little bit from him. So in back in 1990, he put out the Ward One Along the Way album with that weird eccentric album cover. And anybody who knows that album, uh, and a lot of people did because it was pretty famous at the time, um, and Aussie's, Aussie guests on it as well, knows that um, he's a really cerebral solo artist. That was a really interesting... Jack Bruce is on it as well. That was a really interesting 
classy, complicated album where you stood back and went, wow, this guy's just the drummer of Black Sabbath, you know, the guy with the long hair and the beard and the mustache, and we don't get much out of him. He doesn't write much in Sabbath. He sings, you know, what is it, one song? Is it two two songs, I think? Swing in the Chain, and it's all right at least anyways. Uh, but So he was not a big contributor to, to Sabbath in that way. He's the drummer. But I wanted to pick him as the last, the most esteemed slot in history in five songs with Martin Popoff here, the fifth slot, uh, because uh, I think out of all these guys we've talked about, and we've got some geniuses here, you know, we've got Stuart Copeland's uh, a musical genius, we've got Bill Bruford, who is a musical genius, and we've got... Um, Jerry Gaskell, who's a very smart guy and a great music guy, and we've got Roger Taylor, who's an all-round utility. Um, you know, I I don't want to throw the word genius around. Uh, very, you know truly too much here, so I won't call Roger Taylor a genius, but I will call Stuart and Bill and this Bill, Bill Ward, a genius. Um, absolute musical genius. Go play this record, Accountable Beast. It's got nothing for an album cover. Um, it's not on. Uh, it's super hard to get on CD, um, but it is on YouTube, so you can go play it as full album or individual tracks. And I've always been very, very surprised that it's actually on Spotify as well, because neither Ward won along the way, which was a was a you know semi major label release album. That's not on Spotify, and. His second album of complete utter genius as well, When the Bow Breaks from 1997, that's not on Spotify either. There's the Straws single, which is an incredible release. He sent me one. It was signed. They were numbered. It was just a single CD. Um, but the Straws song is on Accountable Beasts as well. It's laid in the track list. Um, you know, just even go play the end of this album. Like, there's a song on there called The Wall of Death. Wow. This record is almost like, um, it's slightly raw, so so the production is not, there's not a lot going on in the arrangements. But, uh, so, I'm telling you this because I'm comparing it to Roger Waters. But I would say, I would say as a, as a torrid, emotional, melancholic, intellectual experience, I would say Accountable Beast is as good or better than any Roger Waters album. Uh, Amused to Death, uh, that last one he put out, that I, the title is so long I can never get the words in the right order, but I played that album over and over and over again. Interestingly enough, it's it's from around the same time as Accountable Beast, I believe. Um, but uh, yeah, go go play this Accountable Beast album. album. It will absolutely surprise you at the genius that is Bill Ward. Um, as an as an all around, like I say, music lyricist, the singing. I mean, what an odd, interesting voice this guy has. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I definitely wanted to celebrate him here because you know, in in a way, uh, out of all these guys we've talked about, he's a he's a real uh, secret weapon, uh, a a best kept secret. And I've said this up and down over and over again. If Bill Ward was in there writing songs and allowed to write music and lyrics throughout Black Sabbath's career, say, after Ozzy was gone, all of those albums would have been of an absolutely higher artistic level, you know, starting right with Heaven and Hell, frankly. I mean, I mean, I, I think if Bill Ward was writing the way he writes on these three solo albums he did on Heaven and Hell, Heaven and Hell would have been a better album even, as would Mob Rules and, of course, everything else. I mean, Black Sabbath could have been one of the most highly regarded... You know, they, they, they could have been 
they could have a, a, a stature of them of the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones uh, had they gone all through the 70s, frankly, and the 80s with Bill providing way more, in, including singing more uh, throughout. So yeah, I can't can't recommend this album enough go play it accountable beast i will start rant uh stop ranting now about bill ward um but uh yeah so in terms of honorable mentions uh so another funny story i mean well this idea of did i want to include bad stuff here do i have enough for a whole episode of bad stuff um but yeah drummers doing solo albums has not a great history so i i picked absolutely the high points but um you know a famous 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 one as considered one of the worst albums of all time by anybody is keith moon's two sides of the moon and you know frankly one of the catalogs that's considered one of the worst i hate to say this because i like peter uh but peter chris's catalog uh is known to be one of the worst you know the worst run of albums of, of anybody and of course you know of the four soul kiss solo albums it was considered you know a disaster and by far the worst of of those records um Phil Collins is a funny one, super successful guy, but a lot of people put down those Phil Collins albums. Alan White, Ramshackle, people don't like that so much. I don't think Cozy Powell's albums are that great. Mick Fleetwood has done solo albums as well. Ginger Baker, I think, is a little bit of a disaster when it comes to solo albums. We all know Tommy Lee from Motley Crue is a bit of a disaster when it comes to solo albums. His he had an affinity for new metal and rap and loops and and you know electronic rhythms and stuff so he wanted to explore that he's he's actually a pretty interesting musician uh but that's why um you know he got a lot of ridicule mickey hart is known for being kind of the world music drummer explorer kind of guy ginger baker as well remember he moved to africa uh carmen apiece you know interesting guy he's been part of a lot of different lineups but he's led a lot of bands and we know he's a good singer with vanilla fudge Herman Rarebell, Herman Z. German, uh, Nip in the Bud, Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr is a guy whose catalog is fairly ridiculed. He's he's put out a lot of solo albums. So he's one of the interesting guys that did that. He's a guy that came from a band. Um, he sung enough to be a singer. Uh, he wrote a little bit to be a writer. Uh, and he's a drummer. And hence, you know, the other guys are all making solo albums. So he had a long, uh, a long solo career as well. Charlie Watts and Neil Peart are an interesting case. Uh, I put them together because both of them didn't do a lot. Um, but and you can put them with Bill Bruford as well. But um, you know Neil Peart did uh, did basically that big band tribute sort of album, and Charlie Watts was kind of into that sort of thing. And uh, and we know uh, Bill Bruford with Earthworks became kind of a jazz drummer guy. So you know obviously we never got Neil Peart lyricist uh, as lyricist. Uh, you know flexing those muscles outside of Rush anywhere. So kind of interesting. But yeah, never got a lot of Neil, did we? Uh, Levon Helm did some solo albums. Uh, Don Henley's an interesting case. He's such a horrible drummer that basically we know him more as a singer and a songwriter. And he had a big successful solo career, but this is not exactly uh, a drummer um, making solo albums because as a drummer, he's so lousy. Um, Nick Mason, Fictitious Sports is really just a solo album kind of in name. Um, I saw on one 
uh, sort of, you know, looking at uh, at a at sort of a chat discussion. Uh, somebody mentioned uh, that some of the greatest drummer solo albums of all time are Naranda Michael Walden, Garden of Love Delight, Billy Cobham Spectrum. A lot of people mention that one. Um, he he mentions as well Bruford One of a Kind, which we sampled. Simon Phillips Protocol Two, Lenny White Astral Pirates, Alfonso Muzon Mind Transplant, Harvey Mason Earth Mover, Cozy Pal Over the Top. I disagree. Dave Weckl uh, Master Plan. Um, you know, I, uh, I, a couple of guys who've been helping me a lot with, uh, episodes recently, Mick Phelan and Neil Miller. I asked them about it, uh, as well. So thank, thank you guys for putting in a little bit of input. Um, but I wanted to read a little bit. Neil Miller wrote the Peter Chris atrocity I mentioned before one for all. There must've been a carbon monoxide leak in the studio when Pete was recording this. The only explanation for the complete lack of energy all around. Well, it kind of goes for all the, all the Peter Chris albums, doesn't it? Uh, there, Neil, uh, Alan White ramshackled. He says, seems like the only reason this album exists because Yes did the Let's All Do solo albums thing at the time. And being a member of Yes at the time, Alan White duly released a solo album which featured no Alan White vocals and no Alan white songwriting credits so there you go uh, that's again this idea that you know most drummers don't have these other chops that allow them to have solo albums as good uh good enough to be uh in a history in five songs episode right um so that's kind of what happens with drum albums and it kind of makes sense neil also says cozy powell especially for you released shortly after his death this features no cozy songwriting credits or vocals but lots of soft understated drumming mostly played using brushes just kidding it features the thunderous cozy powell drum sound on a bunch of songs that really don't make any kind of lasting impression. Yeah, so there you go. Um, we don't really have, um, you know, this uh, this this big cool catalog really that comes out of, out of Cozy uh, either. So there you go. Um, you know, go go try out some of these songs. Um, I do, of course, want to mention that if you like this show and want to support future episodes, please go to Kofi rhymes with no fee uh, dot com slash Martin Popoff. Hit that red support button and buy me a coffee or a pint. On that front for this week, I would like to thank Joe Becht, Andy at Black Sugar Transmission. So it was so cool um, to uh, to read those credits and see that he is part of uh, of uh, something we just featured here. That was great. Um, Bruce Campbell, Lee Clifford, David Fisher, Darren Kasabowski, Augustin Garcia de Paredes, Stephen Samchuk, and Andrew Smith. Uh, thank you all very much. Um, other than that, uh, martinpopoff.ca. I got I got to update that thing because I've done a lot more illustrations. I've been doing a lot of these illustrations. I'm going to do another Prince run uh, pretty soon because a lot of people are waiting for some of these guys. I've been uh, doing these uh, pencil crayon on black illustrations of, uh, but at ArtPal. Uh, dot com every time i do one i update that so they're all available there you could just go check out uh, everything i've done there and of course uh, all the books at martinpopoff.com um you know anything with a paypal button there by now button means uh, i have in stock usually i mean there's the odd one that i don't but um don't really need to check with me there those uh, should all be there so there you go hope you enjoyed this episode and of course i i knew i would be saying this at the end of it um but uh, out of everything we talked about here go play that dang bill ward album uh let me know what you think on the facebook page but i just every time i go back to accountable beasts i'm i'd go this is one of the greatest albums ever made there you go talk to you later Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. 
We are on Instagram at R&R Archaeology. Tweet us at R&R Archaeology. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 